Thank you for joining the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers Northwestern Division for today's Missouri River Basin Water Management Conference. Due to higher than average reservoir levels and releases, the next call will be held Tuesday, August 7th at 1 p.m. Central. If basin conditions warrant an ad hoc call due to an unexpected change, we will notify the region of the additional call. These calls are provided as a courtesy to congressional representatives, tribal, state, and local government officials, and the media. I am Eileen Williamson, and I will be moderating today's call. The slides from today's call are on our website at www.nwd-mr.usace.army.mil. They are also linked in today's press release. These calls are recorded and placed on the Defense Video and Imagery Distribution System at www.dvidshub.net slash unit slash USACE NWD. Your participation in this call acknowledges your consent to be recorded. All lines have been placed on mute. To unmute your line to ask a question, press star six. Please be aware that the forced mute function does not work on all phones. So if I ask, please use your phone's own mute function to avoid interrupting the call. Do not place the call on hold. We will have a question and answer session at the end of the call. Calls for questions will not be part of the recording if none are asked. For the convenience of our media representatives, the final slide in this presentation includes each speaker's name, title, and contact information. The agenda and presenters' names for today's call will be as follows. Doug Cluck from NOAA's National Center for Environmental Information, Kevin Lau from the National Weather Service's Missouri River Basin Forecast Center, and John Remus, Chief of Missouri River Basin Water Management Division with the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, along with others from his staff, who will provide an update on current reservoir operations and the runoff forecast and on support to the other authorized purposes. We'll move on to slide two, and Doug Cluck will provide an update. All right. How about slide three? There we go. All right. Thanks. Uh, thank you to the Corps and everyone else uh, on the call today for joining us today. Uh, I'm going to give you a brief uh, on the current situation in terms of uh, the climate as it was or has been over the last few months, as well as an outlook in, uh, over the next three months, more or less. So uh, conditions over the last 30 days, uh, you can see on the temperature, the, the departure from normal temperatures uh, on the left hand there, you see uh, the sort of warmer colors, the oranges and yellows, and uh, even a little bit of red, indicate that temperatures have been uh, pretty warm uh, compared to normal over the last uh, 30 days, especially in the lower part of the basin, and I'd say uh, eastern portions of the basin, and slightly below normal as you move into Montana, uh, northern uh, uh, Wyoming. And then the other image on this, uh, this slide shows precipitation or percent of normal precipitation pretty much for the month of June. Obviously, you see uh, uh, the 5th of June through the 4th of uh, July. Anyway, anywhere, anytime you see uh, green to purple colors, uh, you'll see that's above normal precipitation. And again, uh, for, uh, much of Montana, uh, much of uh, Wyoming, western South Dakota, southeastern South Dakota, Nebraska, 
even down into uh, portions of Kansas, uh, have seen, and, and, and western Iowa, have seen uh, much above normal precipitation over this period. Uh, but you also see some, some yellows and oranges uh, and, and reds, which indicate, uh, uh, in some cases, less than, uh, less than half their normal precipitation during this normally wet month, that is June, uh, especially in the southern part of the basin and portions and sort of dotted here and there uh, across other portions of of the Missouri basin uh, but but by and large uh, the conditions have been relatively wet and relatively warm uh, except for uh, portions of Montana which we uh, said earlier over the last 30 days the next slide uh looking back over the last 3 months uh things kind of evened themselves out a little bit in terms of temperature uh the left hand the left hand image up there um, again, the yellow. When you ha when you see yellow and uh, uh, a, a light green, that's pretty close to near normal. But the oranges are above, uh, sort of orange tan colors are above normal. So the lower basin again has been relatively warm, and the upper basin we'll just say near normal in terms of temperatures over the last 30 or 90 days uh, since the beginning, more or less, of April. Turning our attention to uh, precipitation on the lower right. Uh, corner, you see uh, uh, some substantial areas of much above normal precipitation. And really, this is the rainy season for much of the basin, especially at the lower elevations. Uh, and you should, we expect to see the highest uh, normal rainfall. Well, uh, where you see purples and greens and uh, blues again, that is, uh, th those are above normal and in some cases substantially above normal, especially up in Montana portions of uh, Wyoming uh, and southeast uh, uh, South Dakota for that matter so there have been uh, there have been issues with that especially also in western uh, uh, Nebraska where you see the purples out there quite a bit of uh, water uh, precipitation uh, on the flip side you can see where it's awfully dry in Colorado over the last 90 days and sort of a persisting pattern, if you will, I know I live here in Kansas City and this is what we see, <laughs> is a lot of dryness. And so we have less than, uh, in some places uh, across northern Missouri, places with less than half of our normal precipitation for this time of year, for this last 90 days. And that's also the case, if you will, for portions of eastern South Dakota, um, maybe not so drastic as in uh, Missouri and in far northern Montana as well. Next slide. This is an outlook more or less for the next seven days, uh, when you accumulate all the precipitation you can over the next seven days, according to the models, the computer models, this is the pattern that you get uh, across the United States. Well, again, if you sort of generally know where the Missouri Basin is from St. Louis north and uh, west into Montana, uh, you see that most of uh, the, the basin as a whole, uh, starting in Montana and sort of edging your way down there through the Dakotas and certainly down into Missouri, uh, look pretty dry. And uh, all that green there is really very, very indication of uh, the probability of very light um, uh, precipitation uh, for the most part. Uh, I'm sure hit and miss thunderstorm can, can make a little bit more than that. But generally they're calling for very this, – this shows me that this is re relatively dry. Now, you do see uh, – uh, Abundance of moisture or uh, uh, sort of sneaking into Colorado, not so much in the Missouri Basin. Uh, but that's that's what we call the summer monsoon precipitation coming up um, uh, from the southwest. 
and maybe a little bit more across uh, the, the, the Dakotas uh, in terms of precipitation. But generally for the next seven days, a fairly dry pattern uh, for the Missouri Basin. Next slide. So looking out, uh, instead of looking at accumulated amounts, which was the last one, this is where probabilities of temperature and precipitation above or below or near normal. But then for week two, in other words, July 13th through the 19th, so not the next seven days, but the seven days after that, if you will. This is looking ahead uh, at what we call week two. And uh, again, the temperature map is pretty, uh, pretty easy to explain. It's above normal temperatures are much more likely to occur over uh, the entire basin. That will lead for, to more evaporation, and, uh, and, 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 and you can look at the precipitation map down to the lower right. Uh, that brownish tannish color uh, indicates uh, below uh, better chances for below normal uh, precipitation, probably where in some cases where it's been pretty wet, which is probably a good thing. Also, that sort of southwestern um, uh, four corners area getting uh, better chances up into Wyoming and uh, Colorado, better chances for above normal precipitation in those areas. Generally, I, the general uh, idea here is that warm, warmer than normal conditions and drier than normal conditions for the most part over the uh, Missouri Basin, week two. Next, next slide. Looking at July as a whole, and uh, we'll have to see how this one's going to turn out because it's not, it's not starting off this way so much. But uh, July outlook is, uh, again, the left-hand uh, picture there is temperature uh, probabilities. And the probabilities uh, are uh, leaning towards cooler than normal conditions across uh, most of Montana. At least the probabilities are a little bit enhanced there for that. But for the lion's share of the basin, where you see the tans and oranges, uh, the chances for above normal temperatures are, are increased. And then in terms of precipitation, lower right-hand corner uh, image uh, shows that, again, we call it monsoonal moisture coming up out of the southwest. Um, you see some of that green, very weak chances of above normal precipitation uh, extending up into Montana and Wyoming. But again, those probabilities are relatively low, even though they are leaning towards being above normal. And then a little bit of dryness sort of sneaking up or a higher chance of dryness sneaking up into the southern plains, maybe into very southern parts of the basin. Next slide, please. Looking over July, August, and September, sort of the next three months, really, uh, the outlook is for, for the most part, above normal, better chances for above normal temperatures across the basin, except for portions of North, North Dakota, are almost all of North Dakota and portions of uh, uh, South Dakota and, and Western uh, Iowa, for the most part, they have equal chances. So equal chance of being above, below, or near normal. And then in terms of precipitation, uh, really not much to speak of here. A slight chance, a slight leaning towards above normal precipitation across uh, Wyoming, Colorado and then a teeny bit of better chances for below normal precipitation across west, the extreme western portions of Montana. Next slide. Here's the situation with the drought monitor. Uh, the national picture for the drought monitor shows that there is lingering drought across the Dakotas and Montana, um, and then sort of a more substantial drought as you uh, get down towards the lower part of the basin. And if you hit the next button to go to the next uh, slide, should show uh, sort of a blown-up view of the Missouri Basin as a whole, just cut out. 
Um, you can see the trouble spot really from a drought perspective is the lower basin and really no major issues uh, in the, in the, for the rest of the basin as a whole. <clears throat> Next slide. And then finally with drought, uh, this is the update outlook for uh, where drought could uh, uh, grow or could, could increase in, in, in certainly in geography. They're really talking the lower part of the basin <clears throat> in terms of uh, um, more drought coverage, I guess is the best way to say that, and maybe even getting worse. And all the indicators that we've seen in the last few maps that we've looked at sort of point in this direction, to be honest with you. Uh, upper basin, uh, no major issues, no, impro no major improvements, no major uh, degradation, I guess you could say, from a drought point of view. Next slide. Here are the key points, uh, something I hadn't brought up yet, but uh, just for your information, uh, the El Nino-La Nina situation is such that the Climate Prediction Center has put us into an El Nino watch, which means conditions are favorable to move into uh, or become uh, a El Nino situation. In very short, uh, that does tend to mean warmer and sometimes drier conditions for the upper basin. It doesn't mean much for the central central and southern parts of the basin, but generally speaking, El Ninos uh, tend to be a little drier and warmer, especially in the northern part of the basin, and especially in the uh, cool season, basically, uh, December, January, February, that time frame. The upper basin has been relatively wet for the most part across most of it. Uh, the lower basin, pretty darn dry, um, and I would say the extreme lower basin, uh, sort of uh, Nebraska City South, if you will. Uh, warmer than normal uh, temperatures uh, across the region except for portions of Montana and Wyoming. Um, that's the situation as of now. The predictions uh, for July temperatures likely continued hot, uh, warm and or hot for the short term, next week or two. Uh, Montana has a better chance of being, uh, uh, for the month of uh, uh, July, uh, Montana has a slightly better chance of being cooler or near normal than the rest of the basin. The three-month outlook, July through September, likely warmer south and west, actually most of the basin south and west, and then uh, small or equal chances for the northeastern part of the basin in terms of temperature. <clears throat> Precipitation into the summer, short-term relatively dry. July, mainly equal chances, leans a little bit wetter in the upper portion of the basin, uh, drier, far southern parts of the basin. And then the three-month outlook, as we just went over, uh, equal chances with a little bit of elevated chance for above-normal precipitation in Wyoming and Colorado because of the monsoon. And then below-normal chances were slightly better than normal chances for below-normal temperatures in western Montana. And then finally, uh, as far as drought, uh, some development, especially in the lower basin. And that concludes my talk, I'm pretty darn sure. Thank you. Thanks, Doug. And uh, Kevin, you're up. Okay, doke. Good afternoon, everyone. I, I too, want to uh, thank the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers for inviting the National Weather Service to participate in this series of calls. It's been a very busy month since the uh, 5th of June, and in the past 30 days, there's been at least one location in every state in the basin except Colorado that has crested above flood stage. 
Major flooding has occurred in the following watersheds, the Muscle Shell, the Vermilion, the Floyd, the Rock, the Saline, and the Big and Little Sioux Basins. And new provisional crest records have been set at five locations in the past 30 days. And today there remain uh, several locations that are above flood stage, including Turtle Creek, which is a small trib to the James River in South Dakota, the Little Sioux River in Iowa, the Big Sioux River in Iowa and South Dakota, and the Rock River in Iowa, and the Missouri River itself in the Brownville to Miami Reach. While specific locations that have recently experienced flooding are at an increased risk for continued flooding this summer, this increased risk remains below the 50 percentile for most locations. For example, our latest 90-day river outlook for the Floyd River in Iowa suggests a 20% chance for flooding to reoccur this summer, whereas historically there's only a 10% chance for flooding to occur during the next 90 days. So while the risk has indeed increased, the chance for actual flooding at any given location remains relatively low. As you move uh, further south into the area of southern Iowa, eastern Kansas, and the state of Missouri, there's always a good chance to experience localized thunderstorm-driven flooding, and that remains our outlook for this year as well. So the bottom line from the River Forecast Center is that while we have been very active for the past 30 days, our latest long-range river outlooks do not indicate that this level of activity will necessarily continue into the future. Thank you, and this concludes the National Weather Service Flood Brief. All right. Thank you, Kevin. And I'll hand it over to John Reeves. Hello, and thank you for joining us today for the July Missouri Basin Conference Call. We appreciate your participation. Uh, flood control remains our primary consideration as we move through the summer months. It is important to understand that floods can and will occur regardless of basin conditions due to summer, th summer thunderstorms, particularly along the lower river, which cannot be mitigated by operation of the main stem projects. Also, real-time regulation of the reservoirs is done using the best available hydrologic and climatic information and is adjusted to respond to changing conditions on the ground. Each month, and more frequently if needed, we produce updated runoff and reservoir regulation forecasts. Earlier this week, we posted the July runoff and reservoir regulation forecast on our webpage, and earlier today, we put out a press release covering much of the same information we are going to cover on the call today. Now, two of our senior engineers, two of the senior engineers on our staff will describe these forecasts in more detail. We'll start with Kevin Stom, who will discuss the updated 2018 runoff forecast, He'll be followed by Joel Konopchinski, who will discuss the planned regulation of the reservoir system based on the current runoff forecast. Kevin? Okay, thank you, John. Slide 15, thank you. The 2018 calendar year runoff forecast for the Upper Missouri Basin above Sioux City, Iowa, updated on July 1st, is 39.8 million acre-feet, which is 150% of average. The runoff forecast considers recent runoff trends drought and soil moisture conditions, accumulated precipitation, mountain snowpack, and the NOAA Climate Prediction Centers, or CPCs, monthly and seasonal temperature and precipitation outlooks. 
June runoff was almost two times the average runoff above Sioux City. Runoff was above average due to the mountain snowpack runoff and above normal precipitation in June. June precipitation was more than 150% of normal in much of Montana, the western Dakotas, southeastern South Dakota, northeastern Nebraska, and western Iowa. As a result, June runoff was about 160% of average in the Fort Peck reach, 190% of average in the Garrison reach, and over 300% of average in the Sioux City reach. Compared to the last 120 years of record, the Garrison June runoff volume ranked as the second highest June runoff volume. For the entire upper basin above Sioux City, the June summation ranked as the third highest in the last 120 years. As noted by Doug Cluck, heavy rainfall also occurred in the lower basin. Minor to moderate or minor to major flooding occurred on several tributaries in the lower basin, and several locations on the Missouri River reached minor to moderate flood stages. We are now on slide 16. With regard to the mountain snowpack, it peaked in about mid-April, and on July 2nd, the mountain snowpack had essentially melted. Moving on to slide 17 and looking at our runoff forecast for the rest of 2018, we are expecting runoff in July to be about 160% of average because we expect the tributaries to continue to flow at above normal levels for the majority of the month. For the Fort Peck and Garrison reaches, we are forecasting about 160% of average runoff in July. <clears throat> for the lower four reaches, which include Owaki, Fort Randall, Gavin's Point, and Sioux City, we're forecasting above average runoff for July and August. As for the fall months, September through December, we're forecasting near average runoff throughout the entire upper basin. In summary, the annual runoff forecast is 39.8 million acre feet, which is 157% of average. Joel Konopchinski will now discuss the July reservoir system regulation studies. Thank you, Kevin. Reservoir system storage is currently 68.4 million acre feet or 12.3 million acre feet into the 16.3 million acre feet of available flood storage. Approximately 25% of the flood storage is still available to capture runoff. This graphic shows a comparison of the current system storage to the system storage in 20, oh, I'm sorry, wrong one here. Um, go down one. Yeah, this, this uh, graphic shows a comparison of the current system storage to the system storage in 2011. The system storage is expected to peak this year in mid-July near 68.6 million acre feet or 4.2 million acre feet below the 2011 peak storage of 72.8 million acre feet. Um, moving back to slide 19, um, and we'll get to that. Gavin's Point releases average 37,000 cubic feet per second in June. Due to water currently being stored in the reservoirs and the higher than average runoff being forecast in the Missouri River Basin above Sioux City, Iowa, the service level increased 25,000 cubic feet per second above full service in late June to facilitate the evacuation of stored flood waters. Currently, Gavin's Point releases are 42,000 cubic feet per second and will be increased to 60,000 cubic feet per second and possibly higher as downstream tributary flows recede. The monthly studies um, for the basic simulation uses the runoff forecast that Kevin just discussed. 
due to the amount of variability in the precipitation and other hydrologic factors that can occur over the next several months, we also develop an upper and lower runoff that are then used in the upper and lower basic simulations. These simulations provide a range of reservoir elevations and releases that may be expected under the different runoff scenarios. The discussion to follow will focus on the basic or most likely runoff forecast. Information on the runoff simulations is posted on our webpage. Uh, turning to slide 21, looking at the upper three uh, reservoirs, Fort Peck is currently at elevation 2247.8 or 1.8 feet into the exclusive flood control zone, which extends from elevation 2246 to 2250. It is expected to peak near elevation 2247.9 within the next week. Releases are maintained at 18,000 cubic feet per second. The release is in excess of the maximum powerhouse capacity, so releases are required from both the powerhouse and spillway. Garrison Reservoir is currently at elevation 1853.2, or 3.2 feet into the exclusive flood control zone, which extends from elevation 1850 to 1854. It is expected to peak near this elevation within the next week. Daily releases are currently 60,000 cubic feet per second. The maximum power plant release is 41,000 cubic feet per second. Therefore, releases are being made from both the powerhouse and the regulating tunnels. Oahe Reservoir is currently at elevation 1615.3, 7.8 feet above the base of the flood control pool, which extends from elevation 1607.5 to 1620. Due to the higher releases from Garrison, the reservoir will rise steadily over the next few weeks. It is expected to peak near elevation 1617, 9.5 feet into the 12.5 foot flood pool. Daily average releases are expected to range from the mid 40s to the lower 50,000 cubic feet per second this summer. And due to the higher releases from the projects, there is currently no hydro generation peaking being done at Fort Peck and Garrison. Moving on to the next slide, the navigation service level is used to determine releases from Gavin's Point Dam to support navigation and to help provide an eight to nine foot deep navigation channel downstream. Flows at the full service level are designed to provide a nine-foot deep navigation channel. The service level of, for the remainder of the navigation season and the navigation season length are based on the July 1 system storage. However, because of the higher than normal runoff forecast and system storage, flow support was increased in late June to a level 25,000 cubic feet per second above full service. Based on the current forecast, the highest service level will continue with Gavin's Point releases expected to be around 60,000 cubic feet per second this summer and fall, depending on downstream conditions. And a 10-day extension to the eight-month navigation support season will be provided. Releases will be reduced in response to downstream flooding. However, the effectiveness of the reservoir system to reduce peak stages along the lower river diminishes as you move downstream due to the travel time. Forecasted energy generation at the main stem dams for 2018 under the basic simulation is 13.7 billion kilowatt hours. This compares to the long-term average of approximately 9.3 billion kilowatt hours. Turning to the next slide, this shows the Missouri River Basin weekly update, which is found on our website at the address shown on the top of the slide. This webpage gives a general overview of the current conditions in the Missouri River Basin and is updated weekly, usually on Tuesday morning. Thank you, and this concludes my talk. Thank you, Kevin and Joel. So in summary, during this period of high runoff, the reservoir system is operating as designed. 
we expect, as Joel said, we expect the system storage to peak in mid-July, and we'll release that, water, that stored flood water through the remainder of the year. The system service level is at 25,000 cubic feet per second to facilitate this evacuation. Releases from all of the dams are expected to be higher than normal through the remainder of the year. I'd also like to thank uh, Doug Cluck and Kevin Lau for their support on this call. That concludes the Corps of Engineers' remarks. Thank you very much. It's back to you, Eileen. Thanks, John. Um, the next slide shows uh, your speakers for today and their names. And then we will move to questions, which will be fielded by state in alphabetical order. If you have a question, remember you'll need to press star six to come off mute. We'll start with the state of Iowa. If there are any questions from congressional delegation members, tribes, state officials, or local government, or members of the press. State of Kansas, same. Star six to come off mute. Missouri. Uh, state of Montana, any questions? Nebraska? Remember star six to come off mute. State of North Dakota. South Dakota? Uh, this Wyoming. is Gary. Yes. This is Gary Stalker with Bismarck Emergency Management. I just have a question, and maybe I'm not sure if you intended to cover this or don't want to. I was upper basic, I was just kind of wondering about that as far as um, trying to think of what document date this was. Uh, July 1st, and it's discussing the upper basic. What, what's the odds of, of that scenario? Or isn't there a specific, um, in other words, is it equal chances, or are you looking at like a, a slim chance or a 10% chance of upper basic? I was just kind of curious. We don't uh, assign a probability to that that's uh, based on just kind of historic observations. The, uh, the uh, one we publish, the most likely would be the equal chances scenario. Okay. So with that, with the upper basic, just as an example, it talks about the releases, what they would be, and I don't see that impacting Bismarck, but just from my understanding, it shows 1854. Now, just just so I understand this, if if the dam would actually get to 1854, would, would the um, releases actually always equal whatever the inflow is as a minimum? Not necessarily. Uh, we could... Uh surcharge the reservoir uh, by using the spillway gates if we needed to. Okay. Um, yeah, so I, I'm not sure if my question was very clear. So let's say we, if you did get to 1854, if you had, for example, just as a hypothetical, if you had 70,000 CFS coming in, does that mean you'd automatically have to have 70,000 coming out when we get to 1854? Or did I... No. Or you, okay, that's no, we would we wouldn't automatically have to have seventy thousand coming out. Okay, okay, that's what I wanted to know. Thanks, appreciate it. Thank you. Any other questions from the state of North Dakota? Uh, state of South Dakota, star six to come off mute. Yes, hi. Can you hear me? Yes. Jody at the uh, Dakota Radio Group and Pier. Uh, just sorry. Uh, Hello? I got you. Okay, go ahead, Jody. Okay. Uh, just uh, if I could get one of you to just kind of 
summarize uh, the overall in general where things are at uh, across the the uh, entire system right now I don't know if that's going to be terribly easy to do but um, just kind of hoping for an overall view right now and then you know what the next couple weeks are looking like well overall we're uh, I think we're in fairly good shape as Joel said we have about 25 percent of the system of this flood control storage system-wide available. Uh, Fort Peck and Garrison are both in their exclusive flood control zones, so we're trying to uh, evacuate that water as quickly as we can within, uh, within the constraints that we have for flooding. Uh, we're beginning to ramp up our system releases out of Gavin's Point to begin to evacuate some of this water uh, out of the system. Um, our plan is to, to bring Gavin's point up, as Joel said, to near 60,000 cubic feet per second as quickly as we can without uh, adding to the peaks downstream. Uh, we're looking to peak uh, system storage-wise at about 68.6 million acre feet sometime around the middle of the month. Uh, so um, uh, while we have a full system, it's uh, still in pretty good shape. As I mentioned in my summary, the system is working pretty much as designed for uh, this particular uh, runoff season. Uh, we do have a, a, a lot of, of runoff. 40 million acre feet is probably a top five or so uh, runoff over 120 years of record. So uh, this is a, a large year. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, anyone else from the state of South Dakota? Yes, hi, Jeremy Ludeman with South Dakota Public Broadcasting. Good afternoon. Thank you. Um, so I would like just a review of the peaks at Oahe, Fort Randall, and then at Gavin's Point and Big Bend, if you have that information. The peak what? Pools uh, or discharges? Uh, the peak, just the peak for the uh, the uh, where it will be on the flood control uh, for. I heard Oahe, I believe, but I didn't get Fort Randall or uh, Big Bend or um, Gavin's Point. What does it look like in terms of the zone? The pool elevations, uh, Big Bend and Gavin's Point don't fluctuate that much. They're basically re-regulation reservoirs, so they won't fluctuate that much. Uh, Fort Randall is estimated to peak around 1362 elevation. All right. And then uh, taking a look at your... Uh, the forecast uh, for the releases uh, from uh, Big Bend, what does that uh, look like in comparison to Oahe and Gavin's Point? Well, the releases from Big Bend would pretty much mirror Oahe's, as it's a re-regulation dam. What comes in kind of goes out, so it would be very similar. And as we increase releases out of Gavin's Point, we'll increase releases out of Oahe, Big Bend, and Fort Randall to get that water down to Gavin's Point. It would be comparable, not necessarily exactly the same, but similar. All right, thank you so much, John. Thank you. Anyone else from the state of South Dakota? All right, moving to Wyoming. Again, star six to come off mute. All right, and any other members of the press or final questions before we adjourn? All right, thank you for your participation today. The next call is scheduled for 1 o'clock on Tuesday, August 7th, and we appreciate your participation.